With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. I'm going to play Coming down from the gallows and I don't have very everybody for the well wishes and prayers on my speedy recovery 
just taking it one day at a time. Absolutely. And I'm thinking about you out there. I hope you're doing well. Um glad you could still join us. Before we get started with anything that's remotely related to the Pittsburgh Steelers, we had talked about this uh, earlier in this um, the season. I think it was the preseason. I just want to take a moment and just say, in my opinion, how awesome it was the uh, tributes that you saw on Sunday at Heinz Field for the late Ambassador Dan Rooney, the chairman of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, the patches are cool enough that they're going to be wearing all year. But at the same time, I just thought that Ben Roethlisberger coming out with the flag, um, the uh, Pittsburgh Symphony playing the national anthem, the flyover, um, everything, all straight class. And really, you, you shouldn't expect anything else um, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the man meant so much to so many. Uh, you heard uh, Mean Joe Green talk about it. Uh, if you listen to Ben Roethlisberger on his radio show this week on 96.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh, he basically, he, what well, he did say, I owe everything to that man. Because Dan Rooney didn't go into that room in the 2004 draft room and say, you're taking this kid, we're not passing him up. He said, you know, he wouldn't be with the Steelers. He wouldn't have met his wife, wouldn't have his children. He goes, I owe everything to this man. So it was really, really great to see them win the football game, to play well. They gave the game ball to Art Rooney to give to his mother, Dan Rooney's wife. Uh, Lance, real quick, uh, to to start the show, what were your – Thoughts on the game, the tribute, and if there's anything you want to share about Dan Rooney, go ahead. In regards to the tribute to the chairman, Chairman Rooney, uh, the only thing I'd like to add is, as a fellow North Sider, uh, it, it particularly warmed my heart because I don't know if many of you know, or, or probably many of you do know, is I am a native of Pittsburgh, and I'm from the same neighborhood as the Rooney's. We both come from the same area the north side, and in fact, uh, my family has history with the Rooney's. My grandfather knew the chief, and my dad got a chance to interview Dan Rooney several years back for a documentary that unfortunately didn't come out, but he got a chance to meet uh, Mr. Rooney, and he said Mr. Rooney was a, was a unique, fantastic individual. In fact, uh, he quizzed my dad on his north-sidedness to test and see if my dad was a true North Sider. And if you guys are listening to the <laughs> show from Pitch, you understand what being from the North Side is all about. And so, you know, it just warmed my heart from that perspective as well. I thought the tribute was well done, very classy, and there wasn't a deserved, more deserving man to get that tribute. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. 
There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 18 Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Absolutely. And there's only one other, one better way that the Pittsburgh Steelers can pay homage to the late chairman of the board, and that is bringing a Super Bowl trophy back to Pittsburgh in his name. And hopefully they're on their way to that. And let's get started with talking about the game that was uh, the week three game. And when you're talking about losing a guy like Dan Rooney, talking about football kind of gets downplayed a lot. But yet there still was a football game to be played. The Pittsburgh Steelers win 26 to 9. And there were a lot of storylines that come out of this game. Um, what I want you to do, Lance, is, is give me a couple takeaways. It doesn't have to be a specific number. Give me a couple takeaways on the defensive side of the ball, things that you like, maybe things that you didn't like. And um, then we're going to get the game balls after that. But you go ahead and start with the defense, and I'll go to the offense. Let me give you my overall thoughts on the Steelers as a whole before I give you my defensive thoughts. And I thought it was okay. pointed out, or my perspective was pointed out, or he echoed what I was thinking. Will Graves from the AP, who writes about the Pittsburgh Steelers, you follow him on Twitter. Will Graves, AP, does a fantastic job, in my opinion, writing about the Steelers. He said this, when the on-field product is kind of, quote, compared to expectations, but the number in the loss column is zero, you're in a good spot. And I think that's where the Steelers are And I think, at least on the defensive side of football, I think the meh is in the description of the offense. On the defensive side of football, and Joe Hayden, in my opinion, looked much better this week, got beat on a double move that they weren't able to hit him on because Case Keatum chose the underneath receiver. But I think he cleaned up a lot of things, and he looked much better. And I think the addition of Hayden – has given the Steelers the ability to use different types of combination coverages. I looked at the game film, a couple of snaps. You even saw them playing zone on one half of the field, and then you saw them playing man-to-man coverage with Artie Burns and Hayden was playing zone. They're playing more dimes. They're playing some cover three out of dimes. It looks like they're playing some matchup cover three. They're playing some cover two trap stuff. You're even seeing some blitzing out of two high safety looks. So you're seeing a lot of different dimensions to this defense. And I think a lot of that is because they're a lot more athletic than they were in the, in the addition of Hayden. One thing I'd like to see moving forward is the elimination of that one bad drive on defense. And we saw that drive in the second half when the Vikings were able to score their one touchdown. We saw that drive late in the game against Cleveland when Cleveland was able to score the touchdown. And I'd like to see them turn the ball over more, turn people over more, and get more turnovers. But the pressure that they've been able to amass, getting the nine sacks, which I think is second in the NFL, getting a ton of pressure out of four-man rush concepts, I think the defense is trending into one that could be a backbone for this football team. 
strong words, man. I'll tell you what, I, I can't disagree. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, and they're getting after it. I want to ask you a question. I was on, well, I've been on a bunch of Chicago radio spots, po- podcasts this week uh, at the pretty big fan base. They, they want to hear from the Steelers side of things. And someone asked me, you know, about the defense. You kind of described it. Would you agree that in the past the Steelers, hell, sometimes they were just struggling to get it lined up correctly? It seems like now they're kind of out-scheming offenses. You, you watch what they're doing, and, and granted, it's only two weeks. Granted, they're two inexperienced quarterbacks. I get that. But in the meantime, it seems like, A, I, I notice they're getting pressure with their front four, not needing the blitz as much. But, B, they're able to do so much more in the back end because even guys like Mike Hilton, he is, from all, all accounts, is a ridiculously smart football player. He's a film junkie. He knows his responsibilities. He has attention to detail. That's what Mike Tomlin loves. And then you get guys like Joe Hayden, who obviously knows what he's doing. Do you think that they're getting to the point where they can kind of match wit to wit with the offense in terms of scheme and schematics and and disguising things? I think so. And we'll, you know, we'll see as they play better quarterbacks. But I think the upgrade in athleticism and talent on that defense is allowing Keith Butler to really go into his bag of tricks. In the past, when you had the type of corners that they had you really had to line up and play really basic cover three. There wasn't a lot of disguising you could do. Uh, there wasn't a lot of different types of combination coverages you could do. They would do some disguising. I'll take that back. They would do some disguising. But when you add that level of athleticism and talent to that defense, the addition of Watt, the addition of Hilton, the addition of Hayden, you know, you're adding a ton of speed to that defense and a ton of versatility. And I think we're seeing Keith Butler be able to take advantage of all of that in the first two weeks. I agree. I agree 100%. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, since I typically try to talk, talk about the offense, um, there was, like you said, it was a man performance. Um, I went back and watched the film again, and I really focused on the offense, so I apologize if I don't know all the intricacies of the defensive stuff that you're talking about. But on the offensive side of the ball, the one thing I noticed is that Ben Roethlisberger is doing his homework. A lot of fans had said how they felt like he wasn't really checking out his stuff. Maybe they weren't doing as many run-pass options, check with me at the line of scrimmage. He is really reading the field well in terms of pre-snap reads. He's, he's diagnosing coverage as well because when he took his shots deep, I can only think of one time, and he, it was a misfire to Antonio Brown, which he actually had him. He threw it to the wrong shoulder. He threw it to the, uh, the outside shoulder, and it looked like uh, Brown was breaking it off to the inside. Um, he, he he guessed correctly. He had single coverage, uh, single high safety sometimes, and I didn't mind him going deep that much because there's – and Mike Tomlin, if you listen to his press conference on Tuesday, talked about the hidden yards. You know, the, those two big penalties, they had over 70 yards in – pass interference calls, and some want to say, oh, it's, they're, they're doing the old Baltimore Ravens, you know, chuck and pray offense where they used to do with Torrey Smith, just throw it deep and pray that he either catches it or it's a, uh, or it's a pass interference call. And, and I can see how people would say that, but at the same time, I think Ben Roethlisberger is a little bit more precise about when he does it. Now, with that said, I do think Roethlisberger, after watching the film, can do a better job of reading the field better. So I think his pre-snap reads are on point. He's, he's reading the defense, and he's not being disguised. And that's something, or I should say, he's not being fooled. And Mike Zimmer, he knows Ben Roethlisberger. They have 
definitely competed against one another from a coach-player standpoint in the past. Um, the one thing I noticed is that there's a, a lot of underneath intermediate route stuff that Roethlisberger passed up on Sunday to take the shot deep. And, again, if it works, it, it pays up huge dividends. We, everyone saw that on Sunday. But at the same time, taking what the defense is giving you can be good as well. Um, and you think about in Cleveland, you go back to week one, there were so many intermediate routes that were open, and sometimes he just either missed or did not see it. Uh, he's got to improve as well. I don't think anyone, even Ben Roethlisberger himself, wouldn't say that he is playing the best that he's capable. Uh, but the passing game did make some serious strides. Uh, I, I was glad that in the fourth quarter when they needed a drive, they finally decided to send Antonio Brown on some of these underneath routes that he's so good at and you get him in space. Uh, it took a while, but they finally did. They cashed in. Eli Rodgers had some nice catches. Juju Smith-Schuster with his first catch and his first touchdown of his young NFL career. Uh, those were great for the passing game. The running game, it improved. It did get better, uh, but at the same time, I didn't see Le'Veon Bell with the the breakthrough speed that we're used to seeing. Uh, it, it was kind of concerning when I watched the film uh, but the, the more I watched the film, especially in the second half, you kind of saw Bell getting his legs underneath him. He was definitely reading the field better. And the offensive line seemed to be gelling with him a little bit more. It's going to take some time. Um, hopefully in week three is when we see Le'Veon Bell finally break a few. And this is a great point by Mark Cavoli of DKPittsburghSports.com. You know, Le'Veon Bell had 27 carries for 87 yards on Sunday. Not horrible numbers for the average running back, but for Le'Veon Bell, that's considered a bad day. Well, his longest run, I believe, was 11 yards. We're used to him having at least one 20-plus yard run. And if he gets one of those runs is over 20 yards, then he has, he has over 100 yards. And you're thinking, well, it's a good day for Bell. It increases his average probably up uh, near four yards per carry. So I think he just has to get that. He's reading the defense. But let's give the defense some credit, too. I was impressed with the Minnesota defense, especially their pass rush. They didn't get to Roethlisberger much. They sacked him twice, I believe. Uh, but other than that, uh, they forced him to get the ball out quickly. They did a good job in their run lane. And they played with fire and got burned in terms of the deep ball. So, um, Lance, I, I, I want to know not only your observations from the offensive side of the ball, but I want to know your observations about Le'Veon Bell. Because I wrote an article for the website uh, today, and it was about how basically Le'Veon Bell – gambled and bet on himself when he turned down that five-year deal, the reported five-year deal. And it just seems to me like he's losing this bet. Uh, what are your thoughts on the offense? But more specifically, what are your thoughts on Bell in terms of his play, his potential to progress, or is this kind of like what we're going to see from Bell for the rest of the year? We talked on Sunday, and I coined the phrase, and I gave you a phrase to use. I don't know if you used it but I call it a situational offense. And it, and what I mean by situational offense is calling the right plays at the right time to fit the situation. And an example of that was at the end of the first half, when you're up 14-3, you're playing a backup quarterback, your defense is playing well, you have the ball and two timeouts, when I believe under two minutes. So you can work the middle of the field because you have the three timeouts. So they called a deep out that almost got picked off by Terrence Newman. Then they threw back-to-back bombs and had to punt. 
that's an example, in my opinion, of bad situational offense. Work for the field goal. You can work the middle of the field. You score a field goal at half. You get up two touchdowns, especially with the Vikings getting the ball to start the half. You get up two scores. You get up two touchdowns. If you get into field goal range relatively soon after using one or two timeouts, if you have a timeout remaining or two, you can get greedy and take a couple of shots at the end zone. I thought it was real bad situational off. thing that I've seen in these first two weeks is that this is a station-to-station offense barring a baseball term. If you know Earl Weaver from back in the day, the famed manager of the Baltimore Orioles, never likes to steal bases. He just played for the three-run home run. And right now, they are playing a lot of chuck-it-and-pray offense. There are no singles in this offense right now. And you can look at the stats on third down. They were 3 of 12 on third down today, or excuse me, on Sunday. I think they've only been 8 of 25 on third down. They're converting like 31% on third down over the first two weeks. That has to improve, and they have to build some singles or some doubles so to speak, into this offense and not just home runs and triples. Now, when it comes to Le'Veon Bell, explosiveness, I I don't see the explosiveness. And one play that stood out to me was the attempted screenplay to Le'Veon Bell in the second half where he was chased down from behind by Anthony Barr. He could not get past Anthony Barr. As soon as he caught the pass, he had to stiff arm Anthony Barr to try to get some space. He could not get to the outside. If he gets to the outside on that play, if you take a look at the coach's tape, you see David DeCastro pulling in that direction. He's already out in front of him with a guy to block, presumably one of the high safeties, and you already have a wide receiver. I think it was Martavis Bryant on that side blocking the cornerback. So presumably, if he can get to the edge, he probably gets 30 to 40 yards off of that play. Perfectly called play. Even got Barr to cheat inside, but he did not have the explosiveness to get past Barr, make him miss, and get to the outside. He doesn't have his seat legs under him yet, but I'm waiting to see the explosiveness from Antonio Bell. Excuse me, not Antonio Bell. I'm just all these pain men, excuse me, uh, as I'm combining the killer fiends. Uh, I, I, I just am waiting to see the explosiveness of Le'Veon. I'm presuming that it's going to come. I'm waiting for it. As far as the contract stuff, the deal presumably that they offered him is going to be the best deal that he can get. He was already priced above the running back market. I don't think there's any juice to get from this squeeze. So from that perspective, I think he's made a mistake. And I think unless he has a dynamic year, he could only lose value. How much will remain to be seen? It's going to be interesting to watch. That is for sure. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers played their cards wisely. They gave him a deal they thought was fair. I thought it was more than fair. If the reported contract is true, which we'll never know, um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens this year. But as of right now, 
it's going to be interesting. We'll say we'll put it that way. So we're going to kind of put the uh, a bow on the Minnesota Vikings Week Two game, and I want to get your game ball. Uh, we'll do you give the defense the game ball. I'll give the offense the game ball, and um, then we'll move on and, and talk about news and get ready for the Bears game. Go ahead, Lance. My game ball is absolutely Cameron Hayward, and he was hunting. He, he looked like he, he looked like he was starving. He was hungry. Not H-U-N-G-R-Y. He was H-O-N-G-R-Y. He was hungry. He was playing out of his mind in that game. And a couple of his plays saved him from some big plays on the back end where there was a busted coverage uh, with Bud Dupree and Diggs ran up the sideline, which would have been a score had not for Cameron Hayward just busting through the line of scrimmage and putting immediate pressure on uh, Case Keenum. Also, his ability to play the run, he was just fantastic. I, I thought Hargrave would to really have the big game, particularly against a very inexperienced center, second-game guy, and an inexperienced offensive line. But true to form, the captain, Cameron Hayward, was that guy, and he was absolutely dominant, and he gets the game ball. In fact, he played so well. I don't know if they will have a defensive lineman play better in a in any game this year. That's how well he played against the Minnesota Vikings. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. I can't disagree with that at all. He was a he was a beast, and you can only imagine uh, the possibilities when Stefan Tui gets back into the lineup. Those two, oh my gosh! I'm mean, talking about pressure and, and playing the run. It it could be very very special and very dynamic on offense. I'm going to go to Martavis Bryant. Uh, it seems like an obvious choice, but for so many more reasons than. Uh, the fact that he had that nice touchdown, had a big catch, three, I think three catches for 91 yards and a touchdown. A very typical Martavis Bryant day, believe it or not. He's not known to have the 10-11 receptions like uh, Antonio Brown. He's more of the big home run hitter, as you referred to earlier in terms of uh, your baseball analogy. I was just glad to see Martavis Bryant um, come back, making plays, and uh, showing the ability to still get over top of a de- over top of a defensive back, um, really, just showing them what, what we saw two years ago, pretty much. Uh, he, in my opinion, he looks more polished. You watched that slant route that he ran; that was crisp. It was a good route. Uh, didn't see much of that when he was a younger player. Uh, in, my, in my opinion, the most impressive catch was his first down catch. Uh, Roethlisberger hit him. I believe it was like a third and eleven or a third and ten. 
caught it over the middle with traffic. It's a, it's a pass. We've seen him drop in the past. He just seems like a better football player. And so my game ball goes to uh, Martavis Bryant. Uh, anything to say about Marty D, uh, Lance, before we move on? He is back. And I urge you guys to get the NFL game pass because a lot of our observations come from that and from watching game film. His, his, his legs are all the way back. There were several times in that game where maybe he's not the primary receiver where he ran by Trey Wayne flat out ran by up on go routes. And if Ben Roethlisberger had been able to see him, or maybe if he was the primary receiver on those plays, he would have scored literally five to six touchdowns. He was running by Trey Wayans the whole game. His legs were back, and he was running go route after go route after go route after go route. So his legs are back, and he looks like he's in fantastic shape. And he looks like he's ready to eat. And if he's the guy that we saw from a couple years ago, the Steelers are going to get predictable, two high safety looks for the entire year, which they will absolutely feast on. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be fun to watch. And um, I was just perusing through Steelers.com today looking for some uh, locker room footage, uh, some interviews, and I saw that they did a little interview with Martavis Bryant. He talked about how, hey, he said, the, the, the offense anymore doesn't really care about individual statistics. They know that if they double-team Antonio Brown, I'm going to basically take care of business on the other side. It, it really is a take-your-poison offense if everything's running smoothly. But let's move on to some news. Um, I'll talk about the injury report, and then I have a question for you, Lance. Uh, the injury report came out, and it's going to be a lot of wait-and-see stuff this week in terms of uh, player injuries. Uh, ben Roethlisberger had a uh, Veterans Day off. He's not injured but did not participate today. I uh, expect that a lot from uh, the quarterback throughout the rest of the season. Um, Marquise Pouncey and Darius Hayward Bay missed practice because of an illness, that same illness that struck uh, Alejandro Villanueva. Seems to be going around the locker room. So hopefully they'll be fine, and hopefully they don't spread that anymore. Um, uh, the other injuries to note that did not practice today, Jesse James, who had an ankle injury. That happened on the first, after the first play from scrimmage on Sunday. He still was able to play through the game. He thinks he'll play on Sunday. And Marcus Gilbert with a hamstring, I'm not so sure if he's going to be ready. Uh, we'll see if he starts to participate on Thursday or Friday. Um, limited participation, Bud Dupree with his shoulder. Stefan Tua with his biceps was limited. That's a good sign for him and really good sign was that T.J. Watt with his groin injury was back in a limited fashion. They're going to see how they respond from these injuries. I don't think Dupree is going to miss any time unless he has a setback with that shoulder injury. In my opinion, those three right now are slated to play, barring a setback. Look for them to move into full participation maybe tomorrow or Friday. And then lastly, full participation, J.J. Wilcox, the safety who had a concussion after week one. He has gone through the protocol. He was back in full force with the Steelers. So there you have the injury report for the Bears. Uh, a long injury report, uh, the most notable would be that full participation, none other than former Steeler wide receiver Marcus Wheaton. People might forget that he is now a member of the Bears. He looks like he could be making his debut uh, against his former team. So that will be something to watch, and we'll definitely keep you up to date on that with BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. But here's my question for you, Lance. There's been a lot of news about Lawrence Timmons recently. Timmons signed a free agent deal uh, two-year deal with the Minnesota, 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 Miami Dolphins, 
and he went AWOL on the team. Now, they didn't have a week one game due to the hurricane. They were out in L.A. because they were playing the, the Chargers in week two. And then, uh, I guess, Adam Gates was doing dead check. Checked for, uh, he checked for Lawrence Timmons, and Lawrence Timmons was not there. And so they don't know where he really went. But some are speculating, and we write this article on our website, uh, that maybe could a reunion be in order. Uh, what are your thoughts on Timmons, his situation, and would the Steelers be interested in bringing him back if he was released? He is currently suspended indefinitely from the Miami Dolphins. You said, what did you guys speculate happened with, with Timmons? I didn't, I didn't catch that. Well, if, if you didn't hear, Timmons was in Los Angeles with the team, and they were staying there for the entire week due to the hurricane. And I think it was Saturday. Um, they went, and I guess either they had a meeting or whatnot, and Lawrence Timmons was nowhere to be found, and he left. He had left Los Angeles. Uh, rumors were that he had gone back to Pittsburgh, um, that I guess he has a child in Pittsburgh. I'm not sure. The, no one really knows the situation. Uh, the Dolphins aren't saying anything, but they did suspend him indefinitely. They went out and signed another linebacker from the Saints. They made a trade for him. It looks like his time in Miami might be up. Um, it's just really weird. A guy that didn't miss a game in 10 years for the Steelers uh, doesn't even play an A game for the Dolphins. Uh, so that's kind of what's going on. What are your thoughts on that? And would you bring him back if you had the opportunity? I shouldn't say this, but, you know, it just came in my head. I was just thinking maybe he was at the Carter. <laughs> you guys have ever fought New Jack City? Maybe he was at the Carter. <laughs> I'm sorry for saying that. I hope he wasn't. Uh, so my, me and my dad have talked about this this week. I'll just say this. There was a reason they let him go. I'm very pleased with the play of Vince Williams. He has been a pleasant surprise. He's playing with force, speed, and he looks great in their blitz packages. I don't think they would bring him back. I don't think there's a need to bring him back. I think, you you know, you just sign back one of those, Steven Johnson, be it one of those guys. You just bring back one of those guys. Now, there is a precedent of guys coming back, you know, Randall L., James Harrison, so on and so forth. There's been some guys that have come back. But he's a middle linebacker in year 10. And I think they are pleased with the way Vince is playing. Now, he would be depth, obviously, um, I would say no. I, I, I would lean on an emphatic no. If you had me to put a percentage on it, I would say 90-10. The only way they bring him back would be in an emergency if they were down a couple of linebackers. I don't think anybody's going to be rushing out to sign a guy that just went AWOL and he's a 10-year vet. So if they need to go back out there and get him, I think he'll be available if they need to. But I don't think it'll happen. I'll put it at 90-10. Yeah, I agree with what you said in terms of barring injury. In other words, if Vince Williams stays healthy, there's no need to have Lawrence Timmons. And someone on the website, actually several people on the website, suggested that they bring him back for depth purposes. But in reality, if you're not going to play special teams, they're not going to keep you for depth purposes. So uh, with that exactly. said, I agree. I, I would even go 90, I would even go 95-5. 
um, unless there's an injury. If there's an injury, that number could certainly change. But we'll leave Timmons at that. We're moving on to the Chicago Bears in week three. The Chicago Bears are 0-2. They could be 1-1. They were almost – they were a couple drop passes away from beating the Atlanta Falcons in week one at home. Then they go down and get absolutely embarrassed in Tampa Bay, and they, it was a turnover machine. And they, as Mike Tomlin called him, the statuesque Mike Glennon is reportedly going to be the quarterback. Uh, but, <laughs> When he said that, I'm like, boy, that is a slap in the face. You don't call a quarterback statuesque. He was talking about his poise in the pocket and his ability to, to stand and, and all that stuff. And maybe just a poor choice of words from Mike Tom on the wordsmith. But, Lane, if you don't mind, I'm going to go first with our breakdown of the Bears and, and what the Steelers offense might want to do. Go ahead. Before you give your breakdown, speaking to the wordsmith, Tom, you know that wasn't a mistake. Because he could have said <laughs> what you said. He shows a lot of poise in the pocket. He chose to use statuesque, which means stiff <laughs> and can't move. He he knew exactly what he was saying, but I, I just wanted to add that because we obviously know that Mike Tomlin obviously has a way with words. But break it down on the offensive side of football, Jeff. <laughs> You're right, by the way. So it's good on offense. Uh, you watch the Bears' defense and – the one thing I noticed is that they are not terrible against the run. Uh, they, they've been gouged a couple times, uh, but they're not horrible against the run. If the Steelers are going to attack this defense, it's going to be through the air. And it, it's going to come down, and I really get sick of saying this, but they never listen to me. I wish they would. They need to be balanced, especially in the early portions of the game. If you go back to week one in Cleveland, they came out, and it was an aerial attack, empty sets, five wide uh, with the tight end just, throwing it all over the field. And then in week two they come out, and it's run heavy. Chris Hubbard has an extra tight end, and they're just trying to run it down your throat. I don't feel the need that this team, I think they're good enough that they don't have to come out and say we're going to run, 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 or we're going to pass, pass, pass. Take what the defense gives them. If if they come out, they should come out with five or six run option plays uh, that they can run that give Ben Roethlisberger the the freedom to, to change the play at the line of scrimmage to maybe say, you know what, let's run the ball here. They're not loading the, the, the box. They're, they're dropping back into coverage, whatever the case may be. But I honestly think that they're going to sell out to stop the run and lay the unbound. When they do that, the Steelers would be wise to really attack the secondary. They, they, they're banged up in the secondary. Um, they have a couple of defensive backs that are on the, their injury report already, and it's still early. But with that said, I think there's no doubt that the uh, – that the Steelers should be utilizing their wide receiving core. I'm talking about Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm talking about Eli Rogers. Um, some of those secondary players, even Jesse James, a tight end, if he's able to play. Uh, using those guys will really, really help diversify the attack. Um, and I think they'll be able to actually open up the run with the pass if the Bears are selling out to stop the run. So, um, you know, with the people I've spoken to about the Bears uh, this week, Everyone is suggesting the same thing. They think the Bears are not going to be playing the Cleveland Browns too high, deep safety that are 40 yards off the line of scrimmage, that they're going to be more aggressive, um, more like the Minnesota Vikings, almost daring you to beat them through the air. So uh, I think that the Steelers should be smart, should stay balanced. The key is to not turn the ball over uh, and hopefully do a better job of taking care of your opportunities in the red zone. In week one, they were perfect, two for two but they struggled there in week two. I think they uh, ended up two out of four uh, trips in the red zone. So if they can cash in early 
and really put some distance between the two teams, that would be ideal. But it's not rocket science here, folks. I mean, the Bears are the Bears. They're going to for a reason. Stay balanced. Work your, work your magic. Do your thing. And uh, all will work out. Lance, what do you think about that? And what do you think about the defense? You know what you say when you say balance for them? You know what's weird when it comes to the Steelers? And let me ask you this. Tell me if you think this is a fair description of them offensively. We were talking, and I said that the only two people that could stop the Steelers are Todd Haley. And I, and I said that to say the Steelers' offense strikes me as when you go to a beautiful organic market and you get all of these great ingredients, you get the great salmon, you get the great steak, you get the great herbs and heirloom tomatoes, carrots, and you have all these beautiful things. But somehow you can't figure out a way to make a great cohesive dish out of all of the ingredients. You end up making a great steak, some great carrots, some great potatoes, or some great rolls or something, cohesive dish that blends all together. But if each individual piece is so good, it's okay, and it gets you, and it gets by. They just feel like the, the ingredients aren't being utilized to their fullest potential, and the offense doesn't feel cohesive. So one week it's passing. One week it's running. They run too much one week, then it's passing. Then it's, okay, we're going to try. It just feels disjointed. Am am I speaking out of school? What's your thoughts? No, No, I think you're exactly right. That's a really good analogy, by the way. Um, in my opinion, I have a I have an image, or I guess I should say uh, images in my mind, of what I think the Steelers' offense should look like on game day. And to me, it is coming out and really being able to impose your will on the opposing t- defense. I think about everyone's golden standard is the New England Patriots and how they function. If they don't let teams hang around, it's because they're always on top of their P's and Q's in terms of offensive game plan, offensive strategy, and how they work and manage their offense. And with that said, the Steelers can take a page out of their book. And you know what? If Tom Brady gets over the ball over the under the under the center and sees that they they have a very soft box and everyone's drop back in coverage, he checks to a run every time and just takes what's given to him. Sometimes the Steelers' offense seems forced, and it was very evident on Sunday against the Vikings when they were going deep over and over again. Especially like you talked about that two-minute drill where. They went three and out, and it was really a wasted possession um, altogether. So uh, I agree with you. I think the Steelers' offense, although I think they did take a step in the right direction, I thought that they ultimately were um, – they're still not where they need to be. And I think that there is still hope. It's only – it's still early, you know, and what you said is not incorrect. But I, ultimately I look at the, this team and I say, you know what, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. I think they realize that. I really do think they realize that. So um, I agree with you. But I, I'm curious to see what you think about the uh, the defense going against the, uh, the Bears offense. On the defensive side of the ball, you guys know I like to do a rhyme. And my Nipsey Russell rhyme for this week is simply, if you want to keep the undefeated season going, stop the law firm of Howard 
and Coke. Simply. On the outside, Kendall Wright, those wide receivers, they don't have good weapons. Even if you add Marcus Wheaton. Marcus Wheaton isn't a guy that you're going to game plan to take away. Clearly, the two weapons on that offense are Howard and Coke. And to Mike Tomlin's point, Glennon is a bit statuesque. So if they can handle the running game, now Chicago's a team that will run zone and run power. They run primarily zone with Howard. They'll run some power stuff with Cohen, and they'll get Cohen out of the backfield on dump-offs, some screens, some short stuff like that. If they can handle those two guys, and that will come from the work up front, if Tewitt and Hayward are going and Hargrave are playing, I think they will be able to control this offense. It's an offense that only averages 12 points uh, per game. So if you can handle Howard and Cohen, they will win the football game. And the key component of doing that is doing it with seven, not dropping an additional defender in the box to create some one-on-one matchups for their guys on the outside. Because any wide receiver, if they're consistently getting one-on-one, at some point in time will win a one-on-one matchup. But if they can stop the run, keeping those two safeties high, and the run with seven, they'll dominate this football game. And I think they will dominate this football game. I really like the Steelers in this matchup going up against Chicago. Ironically, in pass protection, Chicago has been stout. They've only given up five sacks. But with Glennon and when you have statuesque pocket guys, it's not about sacks per se. It's about getting them off their spot and getting them uncomfortable. And I think they will be able to do that in this game. So I really like the Steelers, again, to be able to dominate this matchup going into Sunday's game against the Chicago Bears. Drink run. Here we go. McCafe coffees, shakes, and drinks. Ain't no thing. You the man. Yeah, that's what they're going to say. Oh, Kevin, thank you so much. We love you. That's right. You the champ. The drink run champ. Welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Own the drink run, Kevin. Own it. Now get a small smoothie, shake, or frappe for $2 on McDonald's one two three dollars menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Okay, here's a question for you. Over under Steelers sacks, I'll set the bar at four. Given that the, they've only given up five sacks, I'm going to take the under. I say the Steelers get two, two and a half sacks, but they get a ton of quarterback hurries and pressures. And they might get like six or seven okay. pressures where he – he evades the rush at the last minute, dumps it off to Cohen. He gets tackled for, you know, a short game, something like that, where 
the pressure is as good as a sack. You're just not getting him on the ground. So I'll go two and a half, maybe three sacks, four to six pressures in hurries. Gotcha. Yeah, that would be very similar to the Minnesota game. We only had two sacks, but they had a lot of quarterback hits and a lot of quarterback hurries. Um, and I, I probably would agree with you. I'd take the under. I'm going to say three, three and a half, maybe even a push with four, but we'll see. Um, before we get to predictions in our WTF segment, um, you see this as being a letdown game with the Ravens in week four. A lot of people were wondering that, and it's rightfully so because the Steelers have tripped up in the past. Do you see this as a potential uh, trap game for the Steelers? You know, I'm not one for historical stats. But if I look at friend of the program, Neil Kulong, Steeler Wires graphic that they put up, you know, Tomlin has lost seven games in which they have been seven-point favorites or more. See, I'm looking at this. They lost three games in 09. They lost a game in 12, 14, 15, 16, and 17. So it's happened in four straight seasons. I don't think if they lost, it would be a letdown game. It would just be we don't beat or they don't beat teams that they're highly favored against. Letdown game. I don't know. So there is a track record and a precedent there. So, you know, I think the Steelers were the better team. But given history, uh, it would suggest that they're going to struggle in Chicago, and Thomas has never won in Chicago. So, who knows? It's football. Strap them up, 60 minutes. You know, we do our best to predict these things. But, man, given history, dealer struggles in Chicago, Sunday could be very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So, let's get into our predictions. Steelers are favored, depending on what sports books you're checking, anywhere from 7.5 all the way up to 9.5. Uh, in this contest on Sunday at Soldier Field. Lance, I want to know, who do you think is going to win? What's your score? And do they cover the spread? Well, I just want to say I'm a grown man, and I wasn't raised to be afraid of the boogeyman. So I'm not fearing anything that happened in the past. The Steelers are the better football team. I think they go to Chicago and handle their business i like the Steelers to win this game to the tune of 28-13. Not only do they cover, I think they're going to play their most complete football game going into the Ravens Week 4 contest. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so you had, what was it, 28-13 was your final? Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'm real close with you. I actually have them going over 30 for the first time this season. Um, 31-17, I think that uh, – early in, in the first half. I think the Bears will keep it close. Um, I don't think the Steelers are going to go in there and run away with it. I, if they did, I, I hope it happens. I wouldn't be shocked. But um, at the same time, I, I definitely see the Steelers uh, coming out of the gate and playing okay and then finishing it off in the second half. I think maybe the defense gets some turnovers and uh, they're able to cash in on those. So I have 31 17 Pittsburgh wins. So there you have it, folks. Both of us are picking the Steelers. Uh, we've been doing that all season, and they're 2-0. So if you're superstitious, hey, not not necessarily a bad thing. Last year we disagreed all the time. So far this year we're on to, on point, so keep that in mind as well. Now, Lance, i got to get to the final segment, which is going to be our WTF segment. If you don't know what WTF means, well, 
go to your uh, go to the Google machine and type that in, and you'll find out. Lance, what is your WTF segment for this Wednesday evening? I'm gonna keep them short and sweet because the show is starting to run a little bit long. My WTFs are no Debo. I mean, play the guy a snap. I mean, come on, man. If he's not going to play a snap, don't give him a hat. And my second one is they're too penalized. They've been penalized 23 times in two games. And if they want to lose in Chicago, get another 10 to 12 penalties. I mean, they're averaging almost 12 penalties a game. They need to clean that up, and that's evidence of the fact that they're a sloppy football team right now. And that's how you can get beat by a team that's not as talented on the road. So clean up the penalties because the penalties are WTF. You can't get 12 penalties a game. I mean, they're not the Raiders. Come on now. Get that down to a paltry six at least. I mean, 12 penalties in a game, WTF. Come on now. I'm gonna. I have one. It's uh, gonna be a short one as well, and we'll finish up the show because we are. We did go a little long. We apologize. Hopefully, listeners will continue to listen. But um, mine's on. Mine's Steeler fans. This isn't gonna be the only time that Steeler fans are my WTF uh, winner of the week. My goodness, I understand that the Steelers are capable of so much more, but the way that this fan base has been reacting to two wins makes me sick to my stomach. Um, what do you expect more of them? Do you expect them to be two and a half and oh, two and three quarters? I mean, you can only win two games, and they've won them both. I just don't understand what fans are so bitter about. Yes, the offense could look a lot better, but they've won two games. Yes, it's been against mediocre quarterbacks, but they've won two games. For crying out loud, people, your team is undefeated right now. You're going into Chicago. Just enjoy the fact that they're winning. You could be the Cincinnati Bengals who haven't even scored a touchdown yet. Keep that in mind. It could always be worse. You could be a team from Ohio, and they're, thankfully they're Western Pennsylvania. But fans, lighten up a little bit. My gosh, it's driving me up a wall. But anyways, those are our WTF segments for the day. I can't finish the show without saying that our show is sponsored by Frank Walker Law, the top criminal defense firm, to call in Western Pennsylvania and West Virginia and home to one of the nation's top 100-ranked trial attorneys in Frank Walker. For more information, visit frankwalkerlaw.com. Lance, why don't you send us off? Any final thoughts? You may be – you think uh, Lawrence Simmons called Frank Walker? <laughs> Maybe he did. What if he did? That would be pretty – that would be pretty interesting. I don't even know why he left, but um, what if he did? That would, that would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for you guys. Is it Lord Tibbs call Frank Walker? That's right. So we'll we'll end this with that. We'll see you next time. Hopefully, talking about a three and Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll see you. Bye. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hi, I'm Tara Swisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Carreyou, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.